Welcome to Yogini Secrets. In this podcast, I seek to explore the ancient wisdom of holistic health and share the very best secrets to help you experience health, wellness, and self-efficacy in your longevity. I'll interview wellness thought leaders. Listen as we explore holistic practices and the connections to nature. I invite you to settle in with a cup of tea and learn the path of an incredible Ayurvedic practitioner and founder of Indra Holistic Health. Indra, a potent name who in Hinduism is revered as the god of heaven and the god of gods. As Sanskrit and Hinduism go, there are a number of definitions for every word and name. Kimberly learned that Indra was the god who rides the chariot who carries the sun over the horizon. What a beautiful explanation of who Indra was in Hinduism. Learn more about Kimberly and her path to develop Indra Holistic Health to serve individuals, especially women, to take charge of your life and bring balance to your body. Okay, let's dive in and have a listen. Thank you for joining me, Kimberly Kabiki of Indra Holistic Health. I'm so glad you agreed to be on my podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited a- to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. So Kimberly has been a, a teacher to me several years ago now, almost five years ago, and also my Ayurvedic practitioner. And you, I got to say, the reason I wanted to have you on personally is because you've helped me so much. I was entering perimenopause and you really helped create a formulation of herbs that helped to calm my doshas and it helped, it just helped me at that time. So thank you so much for that. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Glad I yeah. can give service. Absolutely. You know something, you demystified Shatavari for me because I was always, I always kind of had a different feeling um, about it, but you helped me feel okay about bringing it into my herbal formulation to help me um, balance my hormones. So mm. I don't know. If, I don't know if I've ever shared that with you. <laughs> Interesting. No, I don't think you have, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's one of the things it's renowned for in Ayurvedic medicine. So certainly worth exploring to see if, you know, if it's a good fit for someone, if they're in that time of life. Okay. So Kimberly, tell me about Indra. What led you to name your work after this powerful God of gods? Indra. Indra is a name that I heard in my Hinduism class back in college, long before I even knew of Ayurveda. I'd always been drawn to Indian culture, even as a young kid. Um, And fortunately, I grew up in New Jersey, where I had a lot of culture around me. and, And some of my best friends growing up there parents were from India. And um, so I got to really get to know that culture as I resonated with it and as I was growing up. And so my last semester of college, I had 
a, an elective class. Like I, I finished all my requirements. I still had to be a full-time student to get up my financial aid. And there was an opening in my, in my schedule to, you know, take one more class to make sure I was full-time. And so I took a Hinduism class because I'd always been so drawn to that culture. And I heard the name Indra in that class. We learned of Indra as the God who rides the chariot that carries the sun over the horizon. That's what I remember from it. Uh, um, and it wasn't even what the God was about or anything. It was just the name itself. As soon as I heard it, I was like, the first chance I get to name anything, something, I'm naming it Indra. And, um, and I, I did have a dog named Indra for years. Um, so I, and it was while I had that dog and was calling that name Indra all the time that I crossed paths with Ayurveda. That was back at that same time when I met my friend Seva in Vermont. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Like after naming my dog, that name and calling it so often, I was called to move back to the East coast, which I never thought I'd do. That's one of the Indra represents the East. Um, and, and then also I connected with Ayurveda while I, while I had that dog and was calling that name all the time. Um, and then when I learned about who Indra was in Ayurveda and how he kind of shared Ayurveda with the people, I was even more in love with that name. And then a friend of mine is a Vedic astrologer. And when she heard the name of my new business was like, did you know that Indra is really strong in your chart, is really dominant in your chart? Is that why you chose that name? And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so, it's a really powerful story. Thank you for sharing your story around this name Indra. As Sanskrit goes, there are so many facets to words and names. I love learning about your early connections with Indian culture and your soul-driven calling to take what would be the last class in your undergrad years. I mean, it's so powerful, Kimberly. It's amazing to think that that would be one of the biggest defining parts of your work today. I just love learning life stories. This is amazing. So Kimberly, tell me, when did you first feel called to heal others? When did you know you wanted to be an Ayurvedic practitioner? Which came first? Hmm. Well, I would say that all of the work I've done in my life has been around serving others in one way or another. Um, I worked in social services right after college, helping people help themselves, um, women in de leaving domestic violence situations, families that were experiencing homelessness, people in recovery, all that sort of stuff, um, or that and more. You know, it, I worked at this amazing center that just tried to provide the entire range of services that somebody struggling might need. And it was a really beautiful experience. Um, and then I moved into working in mental health with adults who had severe persistent mental illness. Um, I worked in several group homes there and, um, you know, did I started an activities program there to get people out of the house, get them moving, because I felt like the energy in the house was just so heavy and sedentary. Um, and I started a like a cooking program. This was before I really even knew about Ayurveda. I just was like 
these these folks are eating terrible food. Like, how can they feel good and and be well? Um, and and so yeah, like it just sort of was a natural outgrowth, I think, of working. You know, wanting to serve others, wanting to help people. I always had this instinct that that's what you know my my role here on earth was to to help people to serve people to help them feel better to help them be better you know to actualize their potential and um so yeah my path just kind of led me in that direction and it was when i was working in mental health that i um in 2001 that i met a friend i i had I became friends with someone whose grandfather was an Ayurvedic doctor in India. And um, back at that time, I was living in Vermont, which was a climate that was very challenging for my constitution and um, working overnights, working like a, a chaotic kind of schedule that was also imbalancing. And so I was really off center and he shared some tidbits of Ayurveda with me and it was really profound. And, and I just knew that I had to study it and share it and learn more about it. Um, that, you know, it just felt like, yeah, this is the way that, that health needs to go um, based on, you know, what I was seeing in my other work, um, which was a very different approach, like just take pills and, you know, medication is going to fix everything. Um, but yeah, so that, Back in 2001, that's where the spark was lit. And I just devoured all I could about Ayurveda at that time. And I, I dreamed about studying it for a good 10 years before I actually took the leap and went and studied with Dr. Laud in, in New Mexico. Oh, wow. I remember that. It's like your lineage of learning Dr. Laud. Wow. I have his books. I read them every week I don't do them every day but I do go to them every week almost because the the way he writes the information is so um it's so easy to understand I feel like it's almost like a a book like a mechanical book for the body you mm. know? Mm -hmm. like you know like you're tuning up your vehicle that you live in and I, I, I love his learning. I love that you learned from him. What an amazing uh, experience that must have been. Yeah, yeah. He does have a knack. I mean, and also his artistic abilities in just like creating visual representations of what he's trying to convey, concepts and things like that. Um, yeah, it was, it was really an honor and privilege to learn with him and all the teachers I've had have been amazing. Dr. Claudia Welsh is another teacher of mine and she's knocked my socks off and continues to knock my socks off. I still um, tap into her resources and uh, Amadea Morningstar is another teacher of mine and she has imparted great wisdom, especially I learned a lot about hormone health from Dr. Welsh and then a lot about um, nutrition, like Western nutrition from Amadea Morningstar. Um, yeah, and then I, I, I've also had the privilege of studying with several doctors in India uh, online. Now that, you know, so much of the world is moving online, the, the plus of that is, yeah, I'm able to sit with these amazing, teachers who've been, you know, had Ayurveda 
in their family for generations, folks have been Ayurveda, Ayurvedic doctors um, in their lineage. And, and so, yeah, to get to study with them is also pretty amazing. I know. I love that. I, um, I, I love it too. I, I study with um, doctors from India as well. And I feel like it just, it truly opened up about four years ago um, where there was just so much more connectivity with the Western um, or whatever you want to call it, Western way of thinking and Eastern way of thinking. It's sort of an outdated way of describing it, but just bringing in all of that stewardship of culture to practitioners in the United States and Europe, it has really blown up, it feels like in the last just mm -hmm. four or five years, which I find to be very exciting because um, it helps me feel like I can travel. <laughs> I, I'm not able to travel as much anymore. So I love just learning in that way. It's, uh, it feels like a bit of an adventure with mm -hmm. people their climate and um, holding that um, that knowledge so closely through their gene pool. I, I love it. So mm -hmm. tell me, what are you doing now? And who, who are you serving now? Are you still creating cooking programs? Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these days, I currently am mainly practicing online. Um, so I, I currently serve and have for the most part served women around the world who are struggling with health issues, especially those entering perimenopause and menopause. That's when a lot of, of women, I think, start to really feel consequences of poor choices they might've made or like wherever their weaknesses are in their body, they start um, really feeling the, the pull of those. Um, so I, I work with these women and, and many of them are, are looking for, you know, the, the common thread I would say is they're looking for natural ways to prevent illness, to age gracefully, and just to overall like harness their body's potential to thrive. They wanna feel as good as they possibly can and, and they feel like they could be doing better. Um, you know, maybe they've got some borderline condition or maybe they've already been diagnosed with a condition and, you know, they really wanna do everything that they can to, get themselves on the right track and, and not have some long-term health issue going on. Um, and so I, I meet with them in one-on-one -on -one consultations online. And that's what I've been doing, you know, for, for years now, but I'm getting ready to launch an online course in February to kind of bring, um, bring what, what has been sort of like an individual one-on-one -on -one sort of connection into creating more of a community around this way of health and living and, um, you know, really implementing Ayurveda on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what's in the works for me. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. It's yeah. undertaking. So it's wonderful. It's so fun to, to do one-on-one -on -one work, but when you are really able to extract all of these um, concerns that you've been fielding for years now, like your practice is so strong yeah. in who you're serving and then help um, with even a general tone to share with people who can do it in their own time through an online course, that sounds um, like you're going to just help even more people 
Yeah. Well, and I think it's, you know, a lot of clients feel a little bit isolated and challenged in making changes just on them by themselves, you know, their, their families are doing their own thing or, you know, there, there aren't a lot of people in their life who are trying to live that same lifestyle. And, um, and I think it can feel, yeah, just like, well, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to feel lonely. And, you know, it's not that, it's not that the practices of Ayurveda are completely antisocial or anything by any means, but it's just, you know, developing new habits and it's nice to like, like going for walks every day. It's nice to have other people that are, oh yeah, we're going to go for a walk with you and we're going to, you know, hold you accountable to that and cheer you on. And um, so I want to create that sort of, yeah, community feeling where folks feel supported. um, They're growing together. They're learning together. And um, yeah, and just making Ayurveda more and more accessible um, so that as many people as possible can experience vibrant health and inspiration toward life and not be bogged down with, you know, worry and health issues and not feeling their best and, and spread that, you know, in, in being vibrantly healthy and inspired, spreading that health and inspiration to their surroundings, because we know in Ayurveda that our surroundings affect us just as much as we, we affect our surroundings. So, you know, we can be that change that we want to see. We can bring that healing, positive, um, you know, holistic energy into our communities. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know I really feel strongly, you know, it just takes one person like yourself, like you're creating this spiral out from your energy to help others. And then through, because I have done this myself, you know, when I, especially perimenopause, it it can feel like a solo journey because Mm. actually every person's symptoms, while there are some generalized symptoms, every person's experience is unique depending upon how they've lived their life beforehand mm-hmm. and their, you know, what's going on in their family history and that kind of thing. And I have found it to be very isolating as a person with a family because everyone else has a different, just like you described, you know, like everyone in the family has a different need that mm. don't match the needs of a sensitive, very introspective time, like perimenopause. So um, I love that you're creating a community for women. It's so special because I have found that I do well with intermittent fasting, which means that I have not the norm in my family for an eating schedule. (laughs) Yeah. So, So really adapting to that, it takes strength. And I do have some accountability with um, others that I, um, that I am in a learning program with right now who understand what I'm up to, but it, it can feel counterintuitive with the flow of whatever is going on in your surroundings. So if it's with a family or roommates or, or whatever, I think that you're creating and holding space like this can be so empowering to help mm-hmm. people really find their healthy path. Um, good for you. That's so exciting. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, there's so much people come, you know, the right now, this one-on-one sort of consultation model is similar to the Western model where folks come when they already don't feel that great. And, you know, they try to get to feeling better to, you know, manage whatever is making them not feel great and, and get it to a better place. And, um, there's so much more that Ayurveda can do than just that, you know, that's kind of like, you're, you're just waiting till the last minute and getting like, you know, you don't have to even experience that kind of discomfort and, and pain and, um, stress around not feeling well. If you are able to really, Ayurveda equips you to kind of stay ahead of that so that you're preventing those kinds of conditions from happening. Um, and so I want to broaden the scope of what people learn because a lot of times in, in our one-on-one consultations, it's just you know honing in on this certain issue that you're dealing with, maybe a few issues and, and within the whole context of your life. But through this course, I really wanna give sort of the blueprint of Ayurveda, how it works, the framework, so that it's easy to translate it into different scenarios in your life. You know, when a different condition comes up that you didn't have, you you know how to address it effectively. Um, and I think there's a lot of Ayurveda that's very nuanced and intricate and, and intimidating and, you know, requires and deserves like some really deep full-on study before you implement it but there's even more of Ayurveda that is very accessible and um, easily becomes intuitive and it's very different than our western way of looking at things so it takes some getting used to and it it takes a good teacher to um, really impart the this approach but once you get it, it's like putting on a pair of glasses and, you know, a, a lens to see the world. And once you get that, once you put them on, you can't really unsee it. And, and it just becomes a sort of intuitive way of living and, and not this like health system that you're studying. It's just like, oh, yeah, this is what's informing how to make my choices in any given moment. And so that's really what I want to impart, that empowerment that, that I experienced when, you know, my friend back in 2001, my friend Seva, when, when he sort of gave me these initial Ayurvedic um, insights, it just, yeah, catapulted me into this phase of health that I never had really known before in my life and was like, wow, this is so easy. It can't be this easy. Like, how is this? Why didn't the doctor that I saw for like the 18 years of my childhood ever tell me to do these things? This is, you know, it, it's so anyway, I want to share that. And I feel like a course in this, with this sort of live community component is the most effective way to do it right now. Oh my gosh, your passion. It just, you really, I feel your passion for, <laughs> for, healing, for healing others. I, because yeah. it, it is such an expansive modality of living lifestyle. You can 
do so many things with Ayurveda and it does go so deep. That's, I think over the years I have felt um, intimidated by, by some parts of it and really had to find my own way to feel included in my story and sharing my story with my clients about Ayurveda because um, I just want to be so respectful of the, um, the, the philosophy, the mm. practice, mm -hmm. and do my very best to represent the, um, the knowledge in the very best way in the scope that I can. I, um, I just, I love what you're doing. Thank you for serving women and helping to create community. I don't think there's anything more important at this point in our world right now than to heal others and and have the effects ripple into our communities. Um, it's, it's so important. So I wanted to ask you, when you just, I, this is something I wasn't really expecting to ask, but when you, your initial contact with your Ayurvedic practitioner or your, you know, your teacher, what, what was your personal story that led you there? What, mm. what was that? Like, yeah, I you said was, 18 years of, <laughs> you know, yeah. with your doctor, what was that? Um, well, I was, I just had chronic sinus congestion um, and constipation, like my entire childhood, um, where I would get sinus infections almost like probably at least once a winter, if not two or three times where I would need antibiotics, I'd be home from school. It was, yeah, it was a big disruptor. And um, same thing with, you know, constipation. Like I would go days and days without having a bowel movement until, and so, you know, the answer from my doctor was take laxatives and, you know, take them on at, this interval, if you don't have a bowel movement and, you know, go on antibiotics when you have a sinus infection and like, that's all we need to do is just do those things. And so, yeah, it just felt like I was on this treadmill. Like I knew once winter hit, it was coming. Like, it's just a matter of time. Um, and never asked about my diet, never, you know, asked about my water intake, anything like that. Um, and so when I moved to Vermont, I was living in Vermont at the time where I met my, my friend Seva. And uh, like I said, it was a cold, wet environment, which that's already, you know, my constitution has that going on already. So it compounded that I was working. My job was a little bit stressful. I, I worked with some intense clients and it was stressful in that I worked an overnight one night a week. So it complete, I could sleep during it, but I never slept well. And so it just totally threw off my sleep schedule, like on a weekly basis, I'd, I'd spend like a couple of days getting back to normal and then, um, you know, start the whole process over again. So I was getting sick a lot with sinus stuff and, um, yeah. And Seva would call me up and ask me all these questions about how I was feeling and come over with these like magic potions and give them to me to drink. And I would drink them and like fall asleep and sleep really deep and wake up and feel so much better. And I was just like, what is this? What are you giving me? And 
he said, you know, I can't just tell you the ingredients in it and it's going to work every time. It's a whole way of understanding. And this, this way of understanding is called Ayurveda. And if you want to, you know, you need to really study the whole system to, to be able to apply it. You can't just take one little, here's herbal tea I made, and that's going to cure it all the time. And so he suggested a few simple changes to my diet and my eating habits um, and a few herbs to favor. And, and he said, you know, when you start to feel the congestion coming on, make ginger and turmeric tea and add some honey to it after it's done cooking, take it and then try to rest after you take it. Um, so it was kind of like a, a last ditch stopgap you know, measure if you, if you do the diet and lifestyle stuff and that, and you still end up feeling like you're going to get, get sick, try this. And I, I mean, like I said, before that pretty much every winter of my life, I was sick for childhood. And um, after that, I have never had to take antibiotics for a sinus infection. Again, my digestion improved immensely. And I mean, it was quick. It was like, really basic stuff. And I, and I didn't realize I was eating foods on a daily basis that just aggravated those conditions. Um, and so, yeah, just a few simple shifts and it was like gone, you know, for the most part, it's still a weak spot in my body. If I push myself, if I, if I eat pizza for three days in a row, I'm going to feel it, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's nothing like what it was. And that was just so profound for me. Um, and that I just, I had to learn more and I, you know, I wanted to share it with my family. I used to, I would like preach to everybody who ever would listen, like do this, do that. And, um, and then I, you know, I finally decided like, yeah, I want to do this professionally and, and get all the education I can around it and really share this with, with the world. So I'm so glad that you've done that. I mean, you've you've totally helped me. I have a similar um, childhood health background. I mean, I think it's Mm. a lot of people do, you know, because of the standard diet of so much dairy and meat that's consumed (laughs) most of my diet, especially in the winter. We didn't, we just didn't have a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. So, um, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. So let me just ask you, you've studied the modality of Ayurveda. I've studied with you. You've taught me so much. Um, do you think, so I have clients who work in Silicon Valley and they're always wanting to biohack I was wanting a hack, like, can you give me a tea? That's just going to do it. Like you said, it's more than that. Do you find there's any like quick way to get results in Ayurveda? Any biohacking, any like shortcut? Um, yeah, I, I mean, yes and no. I think that, I think that Ayurveda could be seen as like a more elaborate patient version of, of biohacking. When I say patient, I mean like not in a hurry um, and more holistic, like taking into account nature and the seasons and things just besides human life. I feel like biohacking from the little I know about it, which I, I really wasn't familiar with the term um, until recently. And the, the little bit I know, it seems like it's uh, it's very like, yeah, 
focused on getting the maximum performance out of the human body. And, and that's, you know, there's something that feels, I don't know, a little bit antithetical to Ayurveda about it, but there are certainly some, some things, some practices that I feel like are real game changers for people pretty quick. Um, You know, like, I guess alternate nostril breathing is one sort of quote unquote biohack that I would say almost everyone can benefit from five minutes in the morning before you get into your day, just really tune in with your breath and get it regulated and even and doing, staying committed to that practice. I mean, it's not like you're going to do it for five minutes and be like, okay, now I'm a different person, but it's more. And I think with Ayurveda in general, it's the commitment. It's the making it a part of your daily routine um, that you see the long-term results. And it's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of effort. It's free, you know, but you commit to that five minutes every morning and a week from when you begin, I'd, I'd be shocked if you didn't notice some differences in terms of your attention, your focus, your patience with other people, your own ability to regulate your emotions potentially your digestion as well. Um, I've seen it support hormone health. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that there are, um, you know, what could be considered sort of quick fixes, a ginger lime pickle, another example, when you're, if you're not feeling hungry and you're trying to train yourself to, um, you know, I work with clients who sometimes they don't get hungry all day because they're so busy and distracted and focused on other stuff. And then they're starving at 7.30 at night and they want to eat an, a gigantic meal and go right to bed. And they wonder why they're gaining weight and they can't wake up in the morning. Um, and so training yourself to get hungry at the appropriate times, that can be a little bit of a challenge um, for some folks. And a ginger, a, a slice of fresh ginger with a sprinkle of salt and a little bit of lime, that can be a really, you know, powerful kickstarter to your digestion where it gets your appetite going, it gets your juices flowing, and it can help, you know, support healthy digestion. So there are, you know, I, I think there's a lot of practices in Ayurveda that are easy and low cost or free. I do, you know, I think that they generally take a commitment to them. And maybe biohacking is, is also suggesting that you be committed to certain practices. I'm not totally sure. Um, but, but in terms of like, yeah, a quick bandaid, that's going to make everything better. And you don't have, you know, a magic pill that that's, it kind of misses the point, I think with Ayurveda. Yeah, I know. I think all, I think holistic practices, whatever the modality biohacking is it's not the best approach um in general but but i love i love that you found one because that i agree with you alternate nostril breathing can really it can be profoundly helpful just to bring clarity to the mind to help you just make better decisions if nothing nothing else but you listed amazing benefits like hormone uh, balancing which i really love so so I've learned so much from you today. Is there, you have your online course coming up. It's, it's released, right? Is it released? We're going to put the link in the show notes. Um, what is it for you? By the time this airs, yes. Yeah. 
it will it will be released um yeah so that it's launching um it should begin march 1st or 2nd i forget which day but right right at the beginning of march the course will start and it's going to be a three-month course um with live weekly group coaching um throughout those three months it's self-paced though and you'll have lifetime access to the course so you can move through it at a pace that feels right for you and digest it at a pace that feels right for you if you want to come back to things um or if you know if things come up in your life and you're not able to do it all right in a row you there for you um so that's yeah that's gonna start in march next month i'm doing a free webinar um and that's going to be on the six tastes of Ayurveda and how to use food as medicine. Um, so understanding how each of the six tastes affects your body and your mind. And this kind of, this will give you an easy way to discern which foods are ideal for you in any given moment, depending on how you feel. Um, so it's, it's going to be like an hour long free class and I'll make sure to give you the, the, um, direct link to that to put in the show notes but all of this can be found at indraholistic.com um that's that's my website and it's i-n-d-r-a holistic.com um yeah so those are the two most exciting things uh in the works right now um the the free class February 17th, it's going to be. And then, um, yeah, the course actually beginning on March 1st or March 2nd. Sorry, I forget which, which, uh, the specific oh. date, but yeah, that's, that's next. Congratulations. I'm excited about the six tastes of Ayurveda. You know, I do this with my clients. I've done it, um, with my children in their school communities and people feel like it's like magic. Mm. It, it really, I think working with the senses of the mouth, it really helps, um, helps people connect with those feelings of, you know, what is, does this feel right to me? Is this what I need right now? I love that. I feel like it's something about it that um, it feels magical to people. So, yeah. oh my gosh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. That is the, um, the sort of different way of an example of the different way of thinking that Ayurveda brings in, you know, where it's like your body's reaction to something, it, it, it's initial reaction to something gives you a lot of information about whether your body wants that or not, you know? And so, yeah, the, the six tastes is a good touchstone, I think, to begin to develop that sense of, you know, bodily awareness. Absolutely. And just listening to your ne- your unique responses in the body. I think with so many people are not attuned to them. So this is all fantastic. I, you've already given me one secret, but do you have one more secret that you might want to share? This is the, the Yogini Secrets podcast. So I, this is my final question. I ask every guest do you have yeah. one to help us in the moment feel healthier. Mm. feel vitality yeah I guess um my other my other secret would be have I think another real game changer and I kind of talked about this also 
um, is having a light and early dinner so that like setting yourself up for success in the morning, for feeling vibrant and alive when you wake up, because that morning time is so precious and sets the tone for the rest of your day. So it's start having a good morning kind of starts the night before with getting yourself organized and, um, and a light and early dinner allows you to wake up and feel really fresh and vibrant. Whereas you know, eating a a rich meal, you wake up feeling groggy and lethargic and it's not, it doesn't make you feel like I'm going to conquer this day. At least, you know, that's what I see with clients. Um, so I think that's another, another good one to keep in your back pocket is, um, yeah, just that really taking care in the evening, even beyond just the meal, but taking care in the evening to set yourself up to have a good morning so that when you wake up, it feels easy. I love it. This is all, oh, that's a really good one. I, I spend time in the evening really just closing down the home, bringing in the idea of the next day. And I, I feel like the lovely part of Ayurveda that this really brings in this idea of a good earlier lighter dinner good breakfast is the just the thought like giving what you do for self-care a thought bringing your intelligence to it applying your own personal wisdom to what you need is so so helpful I appreciate your wisdom and your secrets and all that you're doing for the world Kimberly thank you for being here thank you I appreciate you as well and thank you for having such an honor it's such an honor to interview a teacher and it's I felt a little nervous reaching out to you but I'm so grateful that you're in my life and I can't wait to work with you again in the future at some point I can't wait excellent me too me too I feel the feeling is mutual I appreciate all hey okay so I'm going to put all the information in the show notes and everyone can find you there I thank you so much Thank you. Okay. So we're going to cut there. So I just want to say we went over, I'm sorry, but, but thank you for all. I I sincerely mean it. Thank you for being here. I, um, I really appreciate what you're doing in the world. And I, if there's anything I can do to support your work, I will. Oh, thanks Angela. You're welcome. And you, I have to send you all those links. I didn't respond to that email yet. I was hoping that the website would be published already, um, but it's not yet. Like we're still tweaking a couple of things. So I didn't, I was like, oh, let me wait till I can get the direct link. But, um, but yeah, I'll send it all to you ASAP and I'll let you know. Um, yeah, I guess. Time to publish. Cause it yeah. sounds like we want to do it before the, the 17th. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe like. I mean, maybe even next Wednesday, because I think I said next month I'm doing stuff. Like I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, well, that's great. I think it's, so will your website be up? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, if not next next week, the week after that, will that still be January? Um, yeah. It, <laughs> January is a long month, right? Let yeah. No, it'll be February. It'll be oh, February. Okay. Is um, next week the last week in the month? Oh my gosh. It well, is. 
May the 31st. Yeah. So we'll just do the best we can. I mean, I'll, I'll see. Hopefully I, I can publish, I can publish it on um, the 28th or the 31st. Do you think you'll have your website sorted out by then? Um, yeah, it might even be by that Wednesday. Um, so yeah, it's not like it's, yeah. it, there's a couple things that just need to get fixed. And, um, so yeah, I don't feel like it's a long ways off. I have to test out my webinar software and then officially schedule the webinar and have the link for the webinar. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's realistic to think that'll be by next Wednesday. And um, okay. I'll send you, I'll reply with the links to everything now. And then um, maybe if we could just check in on like Monday and see like if it's a go or not, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, I'm just gonna get it all organized and set up. So I want it to be special for you. And then can I, will you tell me which webinar platform you're using? I've researched this a million times. I'm always like, okay, I'm gonna look at it again. And, um, it's easy have, webinar, easy, easy. webinar. Mm -hmm. Okay, easy webinar. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really played around with it yet. I've been doing so many other things in the digital. You know, trying to get this all <laughs> done and rolled out the door. So that's next on my list. Is like go in there and set it up and. It's a um, lot. And it you felt like, Amy, and Amy Porterfield, I know it, I used to think it was, it all looks so easy, but there's so many like things and just like investments. So I've been trying to be careful about all of that, but yeah. Did you love her course? Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, it's great. Um, it's a lot to get through in like three months, you know, if you're starting pretty new and I was like really working on it almost full time. Like I have some other part-time gigs, but most, all my focus was there. Um, it's a lot to get it all yeah. done. You know, a lot of like sales writing and then just outlining your course and doing all the research calls and then, um, setting up your, you know, email, like just, it's yeah, yeah a lot of layers. Um, but very thorough supportive That's community. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a good, it's a good deal too for like how much it costs and how much information mm -hmm. support you get. It's good. Nice. Well, thank you for the recommendation. I appreciate it. it yeah. I, it's a nice program to have like that support when you're going through it. Yeah. 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 It's a lot. All right. Well, have a great day and we'll be in touch by email. Okay. And I'll put together your, um, my, my, the webpage for this and just um, coordinate with you on social postings and things like that. Awesome. Okay, take care. Have a great week. You too. Thanks, Angela. Bye. Bye. Woo. Okay. <laughs> total body vitality and want to build better connectivity with your body, mind, and spirit, book a free connection call to explore the various practices that may benefit your personal practice. Book the call at calendly.com forward slash yogini prana.
That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com forward slash Yogini Prana. You will learn so much in this call about your body that no matter if we decide to work together or not, you will walk away empowered with a solid action plan to help you begin mastering the five steps to total body vitality in your world. Book your call today. Have you been considering a holistic skincare regimen? I have been using Blue Beautifly products for a few years and am obsessed with the quality and the efficacy in how they are created with so much love. I enjoy the Ayurvedic herbs as well as the inclusive nature of other holistic modalities including science. The founders are scientists. This brand is 100% plant derived. They don't have any of that funky artificial stuff inside. They donate 20% of the profits to help children and women in need around the world and encourage reuse of their bottles. How awesome is that? The link is in my show notes and use the code beautify b-e-a-u-t-i-f-y 10 beautify 10 to receive 10% off of your purchase i'm so excited to share this with you and i can't wait to hear how much you love it <laughs>